When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Very good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Budget Car and Truck Rental. If you're moving house, use a team that's easy and affordable. A 13 27 27, get on the road faster. 13 27 27. This really wet, reasonably cool day, or not so much wet, but windy. Golf, we're not talking golf tonight, Blighty. As I welcome you, it was awful, but uh, how's your day been? Uh, David, better than yours, obviously. It's, it's, they always said a, a bad day of golf is better than a good day at work or something, don't they? I still walk my 8 or 9K, yeah. which is good. Good walk. Yeah, yeah. pretty windy. Yeah, so. and didn't play as well. That's okay. We all finish up there. Now, there's a couple of stories around late today, David. Well, just hearing um, from Jay Clark from the Herald Sun, he's saying that Brent Montgomery might be on the move from Port Adelaide. And there's going to have to be change there, no doubt uh, but the the big one is uh, Channel Seven reporting that Ken Hinckley or David Kosh will uh, announce that Ken Hinckley will be the coach next year. Now, you asked me that question. Um, I think it's Tuesday, true or false? Will he be there? And I wasn't sure. My my feeling was perhaps he'll go. He just go and coach somewhere else. Or and and I thought maybe a change was would be quite good for Port Adelaide. But we are hearing it has been confirmed. Uh, Channel <coughs> excuse me, Channel Seven reporting David Kosh will make an announcement that Ken Hinckley will go on. And uh, Jay Clark saying that Brent Montgomery might be the first of the pieces that actually leaves. Yeah, interesting commentary. But uh, the thing that fascinated me, I've read in the last couple of days, I think, Butters, Zach Butters and uh, Connor Rosie. All come two, out. Two young guns and, and stuck up for Ken Hinckley. And sometimes I said long a number of years ago, players don't select coaches. Uh, boards select coaches. That's the two things that the boards do. Point the CEO and the senior coach. Generally speaking, that's done. Uh, obviously, so they take information from everywhere else. Do you, do, you, do you think Port, I mean, where they are now, can win a premiership next year? Can, can I tell you something? It's a bit like Geelong. Now, if you ask the, everybody in the street, and I, I call it the street, they would have said that they're probably too old this year. They've Geelong gone going they're going down. down. See how they hang on? See, older blokes now, they've looked after themselves for a long, long time. Now, Port Adelaide have seven or eight weeks. You know, maybe Robbie Gray, I see he's been managed this week. So he's out of the team for Port Adelaide. So I, where does that put him? That still puts him in the window. Port don't have the stars at Geelong, though. No, but hang on. But Rosie Butters, maybe Dersma, and maybe a couple of others. Marshall's come back in tonight in the team. So there's still enough at the Port Adelaide Football Club. They've been a bit stiff, lost a few, had some injuries, da-da-da-da-da, lost some close ones. I'd, I would not write them off next year. So, so their window is is next year. I mean, it's yeah, going to probably. turn sometime. Because, yeah, probably. Because then you look at Dixon, yeah, Jonas, yeah. a few yeah, others probably. leaving as well. Yeah, but, Oak. But, yeah, all of those. I, I think they'll all play on. I, I would think so. Oh, bingo! What was that? I just wonder. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I love Ken Hinckley, and I've got no uh, problem with Ken going on. But if you've been 10 years, is is it a rebuild or partial rebuild or they, they're going full tilt out for a uh, title or not? I just feel there are better clubs around than Port Adelaide uh, in the pecking order. Yeah. And, like, and a few coming up too. Yeah, but don't forget the two previous years they played in preliminary finals and got a home final. And, uh, and we know they lost them. So they've still been around. I, I just think a couple of those games that they lost, maybe they could look at that. Maybe they could get a, a better player. Maybe they can get – they've been good at attracting people. Maybe they could give up their pick. They're going to get a higher pick than what they've had the last few years. So maybe they'll trade that out for another player. Maybe Fantasia, who hasn't played hardly any. Maybe he's the missing piece. Yeah, big key defender, I think, too. Another yeah, big guy. Maybe. So Lysette comes back. Yeah, Lysette comes back. So I, I just think there's been a few things go against them. I wouldn't write them off. I think they've still got a year to go. But after that, you'd have to start looking at some teams. If Here we go. Up, uh, David Kosh is just uh, – I can throw to the audio. David Kosh has guaranteed Ken Hinckley's future just appearing well, on seven now. A coach will see out the final year of his contract. And that's and that's the bottom line, Malcolm. He has a contract. But why did he come out early in the week and say there's going to be change and da-da-da-da-da-da-da? Hang on, let's, let's, let's throw to David Kosh. 23. But, Jane, while Hinckley is – No. Too late. Too late. Oh, okay. Well, what did he a, say what he said early in the week? Just announced it. Well, I think he's been under a bit of scrutiny too. A lot of yeah. people are having a go at David <laughs> Kosh. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so Ken's got his uh, final year. Yes, he has. And uh, just on the teams, uh, David, um, they play Sunday against Essendon. So we mentioned Marshall. Dumont Lord, Ollie Lord, 197 boy from Sandringham. And Georgiades and Mead have been named in the list. Don't forget they're Sunday. But the two out now are, uh, as I mentioned, Robbie Gray. Managed. Managed. And Tickle, the big fella that we spoke to. Yeah. Fascinating guy, wasn't he, yesterday? Put he the, was good, Ruckman. Put the uh, bad luck charm on him. He's a nice guy. Yeah. But he'll, he'll get a chance again. Yeah. And I'll just go now to the Adelaide teams. Um, in for Adelaide are Thilthorpe and Duday. And out are Himmelberg, Hamill, and B. Davis was the midi sub. So I guess one of those will... They're in a very good position, Adelaide, with um, very few injuries. That's why their um, reserves are going well too, but... Um, you'd think a fully fit Rory Sloan would play. A fully fit Seedsman would mm. probably get a game, and a fully fit Rochelle would get a game. But they're, they're almost there. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. almost it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Now, in a, well, out, out for North Melbourne. First of all, we're going to say that Ben Cunnington's back for North Melbourne. Isn't he? Mackay, the good player, and young Archer again. So, but the outs are interesting. Jason Horn Francis yeah. has been omitted. We're going to speak this with Todd Goldstein a little yeah. bit later too. Yeah, ask him what he's like as a person. Uh, Walker's out. Greenwood's out too. So another bloke that's played here. And Perez. So uh, a few changes there for, for both teams. Yeah, interesting game this week. Um, if Port do lose, um, I think you're tipping Port to beat the Bombers. Yeah. And Adelaide win, which you think they will, they'll be equal. And then playing for the, you know, the who would have thought that? I made the comment, I reckon, start of the year, I, I think, Sliding doors moment comes about June next year. Yeah, you said that. Well, I think Adelaide will be on level terms with Port. And, yeah. and that's because they've had a few more picks and sure. oh. getting things right. It's a total number of picks. It is. Yeah, although, hey, we've got uh, Paul on the line. He wants to talk about uh, Ken Hinckley. Hi, Paul. Good evening. G'day, boys. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that Koshy's come out and, and said that. So now all these um, keyboard warriors can pull their heads in <laughs> And just let him get on with doing his job, you know. But the thing is, you know, you read everywhere, replace him, replace him. Who are you going to replace him with? You know, it costs us 
Five or six hundred to pay him out. Let's say you go and get Clarkson. It's $2 million exercise. Yeah. We don't need that $2 million problem. You know, and what, what, who would you go and get? Buckley? What's Buckley done? Nothing. No. I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll, hang on, I'll take Ken's 10 years with two preliminary finals and what he did for us when he first come there to, to any other assistant or junior bloke that's out there any day. Yep, good call. Thanks, Paul. Couldn't, couldn't I think, most, most agree with you, Paul. I think what Ken needs, and I don't reckon they fully replaced uh, Michael Voss. Voss was a uh, you know, big assistant. You look at the vet, Adeline Richardson, Voss, a couple of the right-hand men are gone. So they may have to bring – we're just hearing, as we said, not confirmed Brett Montgomery might be moving. So maybe, you know, a senior assistant to Ken is what they might need. Who um, knows? Yeah, and perhaps a fraction more luck. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean – Winning close games, when you look back sometime, I can show you a thousand actions that happen on the ground. And only one of those needs to go right or well, wrong. Collingwood have won. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean that's that, unbelievable. Yeah, Seven that, close games. Fair income. Craig McRae should never buy another lotto ticket in his life because he's had it all this year. Every bit of luck he's going to have in footy, he's had it all in one year. Yeah. Um, David Kosh on Ken Hinckley's future said, I quote, as the club has maintained all year... Ken is contracted and will be our coach in 2023. He wasn't saying that before. He put a bit of ambiguity. Oh, no, no, he did. He said that all positions will we be looked, looked at. at. Yeah, well, they looked at it and he's yeah. got it back. Good on him. Let's go to – can we go to Doug? Yeah, good day, guys. Hi, can Doug. you hear me? Yeah, gotcha. Uh, that's good. Uh, so I just heard you talking about Rory Sloan. Um, now, he's uh, such a great statesman for the club. Well, yep. I think he is. Yeah. So. Despite a little bit of controversy, him him being one of the leaders around the camp or what whatnot, um, but moving forward uh, to next year, I, it's not as simple as you guys glossed over. We've got a lot of good young players like Sam Berry, like uh, Ben Keys playing off the half forward line, uh, Rory Laird's in all Australian form. For him to just walk back into that side, they're going to have to do some interesting shuffling. Of course, he comes back into the team. But I don't think it's that simple. No, I agree, uh, Doug. I agree. I don't think he's a. I don't. I'm not even sure he's a walk up uh, unless he gets his body right. And where, and where does he play? Um, because we see Matt Crouch. They've taken out Matt Crouch. He doesn't fit the bill. So no, that's that's a fair call. But Rory Sloan, I think, will put in a pretty put the hard yards in, and he's got the credits on the board. So he'll get a crack at it. Can I also say that if you take a line through what um, the great uh, Collingwood skipper. Collingwood skipper, David. The great Collingwood, Penelbury. Penelbury. Yeah. Played halfback early in the year. I could easily see Rory Sloan doing that as well and doing yeah. a good job and moving in and out. He might play somewhere else. And a lot of players have done that over the journey. You know, just go the midfield, go back or even half forward. He can take a mark, kick a goal. So He's in it's 22. A, yeah. I mean. It, or remember Mark Bickley at the end of his career came off the interchange a yeah. bit more often than not yeah. in those days when that sort of was the go. And hi, we've got uh, Craig on the line. Good evening, Craig. Oh, good day, boys. Uh, yeah, look, I just wanted to ask the uh, the question with the AFL, because there's such a um, a gap between the top tier and the waffle, the sample, the VFA, and um, the coaches don't seem to get a go. I mean, we're talking about who can coach, and we're looking at coaches who are mildly successful in days of past or untried coaches, and if if, if you're in a if you play soccer, you've got the whole world 
and you've got competitions everywhere where players can, uh, coaches can, can gravitate towards the top leagues. What's the solution? And, and well, what are your thoughts on that? On that? Yeah, um, the most the most populous and winningest coaches in the history of the game, and it still is the case now, are players that played in premiership sides go on and coach mm. premierships. Craig McRae played in three, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, it's just the way it is. It's just a numbers game. They get first crack at it. Doesn't mean they're the best, but what you have to do now, you have to go through a level one, two, three, four coaching process to actually get a gig in the AFL. So if you're not actually prepared to go through the courses, and this happened after the James Heard come Essendon incident, drug saga, all of that, everyone's got to go and do to be accredited by the AFL to do a level four coaching, which gets back to not only football, but demeanour off the ground. You keep hearing the name Kingsley, Laid, yeah. Uze, but it's very hard to get a gig, isn't it? Yeah. Let's take uh, Nick. Hello, Nick. Oh, hey, guys. I'm not a Port or a Crow supporter, but I, I just wanted to um, say that Port supporters need to be objective with the way they judge Ken Hinckley over the last 10 years, not emotionally. And the reason I say that is that when he took over the, the, the club, it was arguably the worst club in the AFL across all key metrics. They had no money, very little supporters going to games, players didn't want to be there. The guy turned it around. He got them the two prelim finals. And I can tell you, over the 10-year period, in what year was that team, do you believe, the best team in the AFL to win a grand final? I don't think any of those seasons. Uh, they, so finished, so, sorry, just in, they finished on top of the ladder the COVID year. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you're the best team in the AFL, right? In terms of player list and quality, um, I don't think that they had the best team any year, regardless of where they finished. I think he's overachieved. Is his time up, potentially? But give him some credit, for goodness sake. He's yeah. done a great job in years. He really has. Thanks, Nick. Don't bag the guy. He's a good guy. No, no, we're certainly not bagging him. The Port fans, some of them are, some want him. Yeah, three prelims he's... And uh, very stiff against Richmond, that game in the wet. Yeah, of course. It's only a kick in it there. Um, Lumo SA, powering local footy and fans in South Australia, switched to Lumo today. And Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage Cars of the Year. And Lumo, Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, Bloody World Sports Day SA for weeks. Weeks homes discovered different. Shortly, uh, GRSA tips with Toddy Gray. Um, but I, I read something today in the, the footy record. Most games coached without a draw, Malcolm Jack Blight. Yeah. On top of that tree too, no draws. Yeah, no draws. 250 games without a draw. I didn't realise that was the case. Unbel- is that a record? Well, it is a record. I, I suppose it is. It's another, another record. record. It's another record. Uh, let's try and find a tip for Greyhound Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. Toddy, how are you? Uh, always good, boys. It's Nationals Night here at Angle Park and all around Australia. So it's a big night of racing all around. It's going to be top. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, if it's a big night, let's see if we can find a big winner. Uh, well, we're not gonna, it's not going to be a big winner. We're starting with our best bet, lads. Um, short, sharp and sweet and virtually copy and paste from last week. Race four, number one, fantastic, Radley. Look, he got the job done, but he was mm-hmm. only $1.70 last week. He's about the same this week. Look, it's the same thing, lads. He's up against the same field. He beat by eight lengths last week, and eight lengths, is, that's a good old trouncing in the, um, in the Greyhound game. Uh, look, there's no reason why he won't burn to the front here early on. Uh, I think maybe the four leads out of boxes, but if he just if he makes it work or, or leads it himself, I think he just gets the job done. He's only around about a dollar sixty as well. I don't like tipping him short, but if you want to, 
put something in your multis or anything like that, or you just want kind of a one-bet wonder, I think he wins this and wins it with a leg in his air, but he is a short price quote. So race four, number one, fantastic Radley to win in what should be just a comfortable watch. Okay, mate. Well, that, well that's good. Now, what about a bit of value then? We've got that favourite. I do. Now, here's one. Here's a, here's a short price favourite I think can get beat. Boys, race nine, we're going to focus on two dogs in this race. Now, there's only two divs here, so if you want to go each way, you can, but you've got to kind of watch how you stake yourself here because I want to, I want to make a profit if either one of these get the, um, get the result. The main bet in race nine is number seven, Kruger Lass. Yep. Uh, look, she's stepping, she won last week here over the 500. She's stepping up to the 600. She should relish the extra um, 100 metres. Finished like a rocket last week, the score. Uh, the box shot doesn't worry me. She's very versatile. And this favourite in two is the best dog, and it's the best dog by far, but it's a bit of a klutz in the field. It's one of those dogs which could run up parked cars, if you know what I mean. Yep. So, look, number seven, Kruger Lass is the main play. And just save, just save. Put your nickels and dimes on number one here, Velocity Teller. You can get around a bit. You get double figures both these dogs. The cool. seven's going to do, have to do it a bit tough. The one is your leader here for mine. It's never been over to 600, but it shows every sign that it'll run it. Um, I just think she is your leader here. And if there's any argy-bargy behind in front where you want to be where that happens. So race nine, number seven is the main play to come from behind. And number nine, Velocity Teller as the save, which should be your leader. Great stuff there, Toddy. Great. Thank you for that. And if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you in with a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Let's hear from David Kosh. Others maintained all year Ken Hinckley is contracted and will be our coach in 2023. Yeah, I think there's a bit of a change of tune. Slightly there, Blighty. He set the cat amongst the pigeons okay. before. Yep, that's hey? so done. Well done. Hey, just those bets again. Fantastic Radley race four, number one, and Velocity Teller and Kruger Lass in race nine, number one, and number seven. We're going to go to a break. On the other side, we're going to speak to a star from North Melbourne. His name's Todd Goldstein. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Weeks, Weeks Homes Discover. And Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand, thanking Australia for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand 21 years in a row. Well, man that hasn't been quite going 21 years, but he's been an unbelievable ruckman. Uh, most hit-outs, he's just been exceptional Play for your club or one of your clubs, uh, Blighty, but mm. uh, love watching him play. And Todd Goldstein joins us now. Hi, Todd, how are you? G'day, guys. Thanks for having me on. Going well. And uh, um, it's been, I'd say, an interesting year for you. It's been a remarkable. North Melbourne in the headlines. Um, a coach goes. Um, you have a great win against Richmond. Um, you've got a new coach now and you're a couple of games. How would you describe this? You've been through a bit of turmoil throughout your career. I think, <laughs> I think the thing I've learned about footy is it, it's always a – an emotional roller coaster. So, you know, this year has definitely not disappointed in, in that aspect of it, that's for sure. How do you keep on track yourself? Um, I mean, the, the, the jungle drums were beating with, with David Noble. Really sad. We know David really well over here, of course, and sad to see him go. But you're the players you're watching on, then the decision's made, a new guy comes in. Um, you've been an experienced campaigner. There's not probably a lot you haven't seen in your, I don't know, how long you've been playing now? 14, 15 years? 15. Yeah, yeah, 15 years. I think, I think for me, I, I think it's, First of all, we had to understand that you know there's going to be so many different emotions towards a decision like that. You know, there's there's obviously going to be some players that are really close with with Dave and that you know would be absolutely shattered. There'd be other players that would be quietly fairly happy that that he was gone, and there'd be others that had had no real feelings towards it either way. So it was about making sure that we all everyone understood what they were feeling and what they were feeling was 
was okay. Um, and, but it was also understanding that you know, the only way we're going to get through this period is to, to keep knuckling down and, and try and get something out of the year. And then that's what the, the focus of the, the coaches and the senior players have been, is just making sure the, the young boys are building towards something because the, the way you finish a season, I, I've, I've always felt, is, is pretty important to setting up the year after. Now, David mentioned it earlier, Todd. You hold the world record, mate. I, I mean, I, I I claim even anything that's a record like that, the hitouts well. of all time. And some people, you know, they rate them highly, particularly when you put them down those midfielders' throat. But uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, there's some pretty good names in front of you, or now behind you. So it is an art, and you're now king of it. Yeah, it's it's something, you know, it probably hasn't fully sunk in yet. I think for me, I I do take my craft really seriously, and, you know, I, I do see that as a real badge of honour because, you know, a lot of the guys near the top, you know, you look at Aaron Sandlands and Dean Cox and, and Maxie Gorns now getting up there is, is players I've played against and, and had learned a lot off as well. So, you know, I see it as a real badge of honour that, you know, I've been able to, to do what I do for as long as I have. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, the hit-outs to advantage is, is a big one as well. But, you know, I think just to be able to, to be able to get my hand on it for someone who's not overly tall compared to a lot of my opponents and, and probably not quite as athletic as a lot of them either. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. Now, I always said, if it's going our way, I reckon you can read it better than if it's going the other way. So <laughs> I'm, I'm on your page there, mate. Now, listen, I'm, I'm going to congratulate you. I know it's not there yet, but I'm sure you'll get through this game and the next game. And then you're going to pass the great Keith Gregg on 294 games uh, this time, equal him. And then the week after, all going well, you'll pass him. So... Sixth of all time at North Melbourne. It's a, it's a fantastic achievement. And between you and me, I reckon your form, I watch North pretty closely, your form's good enough to go around again next oh, year. Uh, how are you feeling about that? No, I appreciate that, buddy. It obviously means a lot coming from yourself. But, yeah, well, it's, I've, I've been around this club for a long time and you know, I, I really feel a, a real love and, and care for everyone that's come before me. And you know, I've wanted to uphold the sort of the torch that was passed down to me from the likes of Boomer and, and Andrew and Adam Simpson and Andrew Swallow and all those sort of players. So, you know, to, to be in the in the top ten now and you know, I, I just passed Anthony Stevens who's mm. on the board. I've spent a fair bit of time with so, you know, to, to start passing anything, it's, it's definitely a goal of mine to to try and see how high up I can get yeah. on that list and, and that it's been probably a goal for the last couple of years. You know, it, you don't want to make it too too many personal goals. But I think for that is something that I, I think is, is something that's not taken away from the team. So you know, I'm saying I'm pretty keen to, to try and catch and I, I think Boomer might just be out of my reach. Yeah, you, you might have answered my next question, Todd. Um, I thought at one point in time you were, might have been close to going to a lot of clubs. Any club that are you know going for a premiership would love someone like you in there. We see Geelong always picking up top-up players. We've seen Hawthorne guys go there playing a premiership. Did it get ever get really close? I mean, you've been very loyal to North Melbourne. Was there any a year where you think, yeah, this might, I might have, might have gone? Yeah, I mean, I think I've openly spoken about, you know, three years ago um, and the, the possible move to a place like Geelong was, was very much on the cards. And I think for a bit of perspective on that, though, it was, it was more because we hadn't been able to get a contract from North. So early on, you know, we wanted a little bit of security and then we couldn't get the, the two years. So that was why um, other clubs came on board. So that, that was close, but, you know, for me, my heart has always been with North Melbourne. It, I always wanted to, if it was possible, to, to stay at North. Um, you know, I've always wanted to try and build towards a, a premiership success, yeah. and you know, that doesn't always it doesn't always work out that way. But that that was always my goal. But you know, it was I was very very close, and 
you know, I think if you look at just from an on-field perspective, then I, I probably would have gone. But you know, I had to look at the, my life holistically and and talk to my family and, and work through what was going to be best, you know, from a mental health point of view as well. And all those sort of things ended up getting me to to stay at North. But from an on-field thing, I think probably Geelong would have been a, a better move. But holistically for my life, I think I made the right call yeah. at that time. And when you look at it, most of the 300 gamers are midfielders or I know Simon Madden played a heap of games, but if you look at the list, they're all, not too many ruckmen get to go over 300 when you're crashing and bashing. Um, Todd, Malcolm Blight gave some of the best sprays. The Adelaide boys still talk about it from um, their premiership years, 97, 98, didn't do them any harm. They won a, you know, one back-to-back. But was that a bit of a beat-up with David, how it leaked out in the press and... Um, he seemed to be under siege for the next two or three weeks answering the, the same things. You, you would have seen a few sprays in your time being around for so long. Was it a bit of a beat-up? Yeah, absolutely. I think all, everyone from the footy club that spoke about it said that at the time that it was. You know, I, I played under you – know, I started my career under Danny Laidley. I, I had Brad Scott. Like, these were some pretty feisty characters. So yeah. so what, what David Noble did – the spray he gave us wasn't anything out of the, out of the ordinary, especially in the old. I think do players take those sort of sprays as well as, you know, in bygone years? Probably not. Uh, but, you know, I, I think it was definitely definitely a fair bit of mayo put on it. I think everyone understood at the time that, you know, we had just come off a 100-point loss. There was a high emotions with, coming from Nobes' old footy club that he was just he'd just come from, um, and we didn't perform as well, and we all thought it was probably dessert. Yeah, good call. Um, just going back, pick 37, David and I discussed and, you know, pick ones, twos, 25s and all that. I've always felt that a pick is nothing. Uh, you know, it's the eight, Yeah, it's just a number. And a boy from the Oakley Chargers, as you were at the time, pick 37. What did you think at the time? I mean, it would have been exciting. It's a long time ago in 06 or something like that. So it, it's a long time ago. But just, just reflect on that, this journey that you've been on for the last 15 years. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible for me. I, I was someone who was, you know, I, I wasn't a, a huge football player by any means. I, I loved my basketball. I wanted to go play in the NBA. So for me, just to put my name forward in the draft, it was just a, it was a shot in the dark. I didn't know if it would actually come off. I didn't actually expect to get drafted. So mm. um, I was pretty shocked to be Oakley's first draft pick that year. Mm. Um, and I, I knew I had a lot to learn. So I, I was very lucky that I landed at the free club I did because I was very, very raw. Um, I had no idea what it meant to be part of a football club, what it meant to be a professional athlete. And, you know, I think the, the way that North Melbourne embraced me and, and taught me, and sometimes it was a t- tough love they had to give me. And, you know, I really appreciate everything that they did because, yeah, I, I had a lot to learn. And I, I've always, I think I felt for a while now that I think 18 is probably too young to be drafted. Okay. I, I, think, I think, you know, a, a 19, 20-year-old is much better placed to have a little bit more going on in their life, so I think that would have that probably would have benefited me another year or two in, in the in the VFL or, or in the TSC Cup might have actually helped me a bit. But you know, I'm I'm pretty proud to have been in the industry for this long, given how raw I was when I started. Yeah, they're, they're interesting comments, Todd. Because I mean, there's a lot of people starting to think that I've, we saw them go from 17, where there's too many failures, 18, there's obviously less. But a lot of kids get wiped off, don't they, very early because they just can't. They don't become the man until they're 21, 22, 23. So that, that's a really interesting observation. Just just on that, I mean, that pick 37 from 2006 draft is is one is a best and fairest winner, is an All-Australian, and, and most definitely, I looked up today, that you've actually played in four final series, including some preliminary finals. So it, 
there's been a lot of things happen to the boy from Oakley. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, those things are hopefully there's still more to be written in, the, in those in those stats as well. But I think it's it just shows that it doesn't really matter where you get drafted. No one, everyone quickly forgets what pick, pick you were, and it comes down to how hard you want to work. And that's the what I'm trying to instill in, in our young boys now is that you know it doesn't really matter what's happened in the past or, or what number you got picked up. The main thing is you got a, you got on a list, and that's when the hard work starts. I guess God, Todd Stein, uh, Todd, tell us. Um... I want your opinion and your assessment of one youngster there and one of the old-timers, which is great. He'll be playing this weekend's Adelaide. So Ben Cunnington and Jason Horn francis uh, from your perspective, uh, what are you seeing? What do you like? And obviously Cunnington's been around, been a, a star for a long while. Jason Horn francis hoping to make his way. But how, how have you seen it? Yeah, look, I, I, obviously Jason is going to be an incredible player. He's already a fabulous player and we're incredibly lucky to have someone with his talent. Uh, but we also got to remember he's an 18-year-old kid or 19-year-old kid, and you know he's got a lot of emotional maturity. I think that he needs to to keep working on and keep improving, and you know I think that will hold him in really good stead. The the work he's doing on that side of things, because we all see the talent he's got, we all see the potential he's got. But I think if he can learn to control his emotions a little bit more, um, and the quicker he, he does that, the quicker he, he's going to become an incredible player. And I think he'll you know he'll be in the top five of our, our footy club for a very long time and I reckon it will be starting for next year. So I, I think Jason's got a, a, well, a really bright future. And I think for, for Ben, you know, it's it's an incredible story to, to get him back. You know, the what he's been through over the last twenty four months, even even thirty six months with when because even when he had his back a few years ago now we all forget about it. it's you know, he's such a he's such a hard, tough, strong player for us and I think the best thing for him and the best thing for the group is everyone's seen his emotional side and seen his vulnerability and, and shown how much he's been hurting. And I think you know, that's going to be a huge pull to, to have someone of his talent because you know, he's one of the best, if not the best, inside mid in the game when he's up and running. Yeah. So I think it's going to be huge for this footy club and it's going to make such a big difference to our, our midfield. It may not happen this week or, or next week. You know, He's going to take time to find his feet, but... He's going to make such a difference to players like Luke Davies, Uniac, Jai Simpkin, you know Hugh Green. With all these players, that are going to feed off off what Cummins brings. So he's an incredibly important player, part of our midfield. Todd, I was just going to ask you about those guys. I, someone asked me who'd be the team you'd want to coach, and I, I, I see Alastair Clarkson sniffing around the place too. I reckon, I mean, just put Cunnington back into that group as just you said. Simpkin's a best and first win already. Davies Uniac, he's probably in the top two or three in your best and fairest this Larky. year. Larky. And you got, I mean, Larky and Zerha. Uh-huh. And you've got uh, Jason Horn Francis, mate. I reckon there's a midfield. You just needed probably Cunnington to play more games, which sadly didn't happen, but now is. Yourself still in ruck, still get, you, you actually earn your pay every week. I mean, I reckon there's a basis of a really good team. Absolutely. And I think that's been the disappointing thing this year, is, and I think that's probably what ended up forcing the, the board's hand, is that we. This group is capable of a lot more than we've shown. And I think, yes, we have holes in our list and, you know, we're not going to shy away from that. But what we do have, we have some really, really talented mm. football players. Yep. So it's going to come down to, one, how they're coached and, two, how hard they want to work. And that's, that's what I've mm. always maintained that. If they, if they want to, to put, their, put their heads down, their bums up and, just, and work work as hard as they possibly can, they're going to be a very, very good side. And, and this footy club does have a, a bright future. Uh, obviously, the, the list management and stuff can, can sort out, try and fix some of the holes that we've got. But 
you know, I, I think we do have the the basis of, of a really, really good side. I think you're playing the younger side, if not equal with you, uh, Adelaide, this week. Where do you see the danger there? I mean, they've put together a pretty good last month. Yeah, and look, they're a, they're a very, very good one-on-one contested side. And, you know, we know that to be able to, to compete with them, we're going to have to, to bring our hard hats and we're going to have to get ready to, to be in the contest because, you know, that, that's what they bring every week. And, you know, I think they, the last few times they, they've just outworked us. They've outhunted us. And, you know, we have to try and come out and, and match it this week because, you know, I think the closeness of the, of the whole AFL at the moment means anyone can beat anyone. And I think Adelaide have shown that, you know, at their best, they can beat pretty much anyone. I think they beat Melbourne last year, I think it was. So yeah. Bulldogs, the, Geelong, yeah. yeah. So, the, you know, they're, they're, very, they're, they're still a very capable side. So we know that, you know, we've got to try and match them match them in, in the contested ball and, and match their work rate because they've got some, you know, talking about their midfield, they, they have some really hard-working mids that, that uh, you know, Rory Laird and, and Ben Keyes and players like that are, that are very, very hard to stop. So we're going to have our work cut out for us. Todd, so just in talking to you tonight, which we'll just end on this note, getting back to yourself again, it's going to be looking forward to the game, Adelaide playing north. But yourself, your observations and your comments tonight are, are, are really experienced have you ever thought about coaching? Is it, I know you've got to get your 300 and play again, but have you thought about coaching at all? Uh, look, I, I, I probably I've thought I've thought about. It. I'm not too sure exactly where I want to take it. You know, I'd, I'd love to I'd love to do some work in the media and, and things like that. I'd love to, you know, even if it's just rut coaching or something along those lines. Um, yeah, definitely all those things are, are are on my mind, and I think as I get close, I'm doing the level two coaching course at the moment, so just trying to set myself up with as, as many opportunities and as many options I've got. Well, good luck this week. Not too much, uh, Todd. We hope the Crows get up, but uh, you've been a fine player for many, many years. I think you've still got two or three left in yeah, you. Yeah, I reckon you go, go again. And, and a draws are possible, you know. I, you know, a couple of, fav- couple of favourites of mine, these okay. teams. Okay. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> nah, thanks a lot, boys. Todd Godstein there, a terrific player. Really, he's... Been a beauty. He, he used to ruck about 95% yeah, of the game. Yeah. He's got a big tank. And always used to look really tired to me, but he kept going. Yes, the, he did. The red face and that, but what a wonderful play and record hit out. So uh, well done there to Todd. A tyre power thinks safety this August. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Yeah, interesting game. Uh, you going, Adelaide? I think yeah, I am at home, yep. Yeah, me too. Back more shortly. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Time now for AFL tips. Thanks to Adelaide Auto 4x4. Get 15% off your first purchase until September 30. Adelaide Auto 4x4, 15% off your first purchase. Um, isn't it funny when you talk to someone like uh, Todd Goldstein and you can say Todd Goldstein on the when you <laughs> – I've called him for, I don't know, 40, 50 games out of his uh, 300 or whatever he's played. <laughs> yeah, but probably, yeah. it's, it's funny how sometimes the words come back like that. But we know his first name's Todd. Okay, AFL tips, bloody. Let's start – Good game and probably St Kilda's last chance. It's at Marvel Stadium and they're taking on the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, I've, I've actually gone for Brisbane. I know St Kilda got to play for plenty, but I think the Brisbane Lions are just starting to build a bit now. The, the last few weeks have been good. Great minds think a lot. I, I can't tip St Kilda. I think they've been horrible in a lot of games. Uh, the Bulldogs talking about playing for their life. This is their last lifeline. They take on the Giants, and that's on the fast track at Marvel as well, Saturday afternoon. Giants were better last week, weren't they? They, they were. Good, good. Some of their older players played well, but I've picked the Bullies. Yeah, Bulldogs for me, I think they win. They might even win that one easily, I think. 
Here's one, Crows. We just spoke with uh, the big man from North Melbourne. Adelaide Crows taking North Melbourne that game 2-10, Saturday, August 13. Yeah, I've I've gone the Crows. I mean, they're, they're quick. And North Melbourne, as, as we spoke to Todd, as you've mentioned, uh, I don't think they're far away from actually being a reasonable team next year, the year after. So, But the Crows are in really good form. Yeah, Adelaide pretty well. Um, only a couple of changes. They are right at the top of their game. Gold Coast v Geelong. Cats haven't lost for a long, long while. They've won 11 on the trot. This game's at Metricon. Yeah, no, you, you just can't see the Cats losing one, can you? They're on this unbelievable run, just like Collingwood. No, they'll, they'll continue to win. And the hung, player 23, 24, 25 oh. are hungry, aren't they? Okay. They get a chance and they're playing. Oh, no, absolutely. I'm with you. Yeah. I think they're too good. Uh, Melbourne Carlton, you spoke, you've been really disappointed with the Blues. Uh, yeah, their midfield, yeah, midfield's been decimated, really. So Melbourne for me. Yeah, Melbourne for me. This doesn't look a bad round. We might tip the card. Uh, Frio, the, the local derby over there. Frio <laughs> well, v the West just, Coast. Just on that, I do it about once a year. Every, you know, for the last, I, I'm not in a tipping comedy this year, thank goodness. But even in our tips, about once a year you get a nine, I reckon. I reckon I could get eight. Let's see how many we get this week. Yeah, okay. Also, we'll get eight. Okay. Fremantle being uh, yeah, Eagles, yes. Should win easily. Yeah. And no Josh Kennedy. He, yeah. he finished up. Uh, Richmond versus Hawthorne. Once again, should be a good game, but Richmond playing for their lives. They're in the eight. Yep. And they want to stay in the eight. So the Tigers for me? Absolutely. Snap. Sydney v Collingwood. <laughs> Collingwood haven't lost for about three months. No, but they're going to lose this one. Sydney Swans I've picked. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, you are. I thought you might have gone the other My way. Second, everyone's second favourite side are the Swans. I'm going. And I reckon the hardest game of the round is the last one. I agree with you. Essendon, who played well at Marvel. Yeah. V Port Adelaide, who've only won, what, two of their last six. I've who got- wins? I've got Port Adelaide. Well, tell you what I'll do. I'll go the Bombers, just so we've got one different. No, you don't have to. No, we have to. Otherwise, we're, we're landlocked. We're on the, you know, it's a tie break. <laughs> I'll go the Bombers to beat Port Adelaide at okay. Marvel Sunday afternoon. Okay, fair enough. The Sandfall for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Aussies, run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. Take us through these games, Malcolm. I've got Norwood playing Glenelg at uh, the Cooper Stadium at Norwood. Have Glenelg been on a bit of a slippery slide? Yes, yes they have. And Norwood sort of trying to work their way yes, up? Yes, they are. Norwood for me. I've gone the same. <laughs> I've gone the same way. Well, you I convinced thought, me. Yeah, I know. Well, I've picked the bars and they've lost a few. Anyhow, uh, North Adelaide playing West Adelaide. Well, you know I don't tip against North. They're top I know. Of the tree, and no. they should win and, and win. Well, even though Westy's. We spoke with um, Brad, Brad Gotch early. And they uh, won last. They yeah. won't. They won't beat North at. No, North week. of the measuring stick. I agree with you. Next games, Central Districts playing the Adelaide Football Club. Well, I think the Crows. The Crows are getting all their players back, yep. so that, which means they've got a good reserve. They're second on the ladder, aren't they? Yeah, Adelaide. Uh, yep. No, Crows for me. Same. Oh, my team's not going that well. Eagles playing. Will he stick Sturt. with them? Will he stick with them? Eagles playing Sturt. Third for me. Eagles are two games out of the eight. Yeah, they've, they've said too many injuries, lost too many. But I've actually gone Sturt. Would you believe? No, that, that's fair. They get a bit Sturt are in the five, aren't they? Yeah, but I, I, it's not because you know. I mean, I like them, but it doesn't mean when I'm tipping. Oh, you got to tip with your yeah. with your head, not your heart. But, but yeah, come you always pick North Adelaide. It's at the top of the tree. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they, they don't lose too many. Okay, now this last game, South Adelaide playing Port Adelaide. Would, would it be fair to say these are two of the disappointing teams this year? Both of them. Port have had injuries yeah. early on. South Adelaide, I thought, would be Yeah, they've good. had some injuries too. They've had some injuries. The games at Flinders University Stadium, so I'm going Panthers. So am I. So we've only got 
We only oh. got one difference yeah. out of about, um, what is it, 13 games? Nine plus five, 14. 14 games. Yeah. Unbelievable. Phil yeah. Thorpe, Duda. That means, yeah, that means we probably. A Phil Thorpe and Duda in, as oh, yeah. we said, and, and Hamill out and um, Himmelberg. Hamill's out concussion, Himmelberg. So they're pretty well full strength, bloody. Yeah, they Rochelle, are. he's out injured. Yep. And Marshall back for Port. So interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. You had a bad day today, Malcolm. The golf course, it, it mm. got me. Yeah, it can it happen. got me. I can... swore I want to talk about it again, but I have. Can be. The expert car service book online at repcoservice.com. I'm going to Luigi's for dinner tonight. Okay, good luck. I'll let you know what it's like. Last time was magnificent. I'll take you there one day. You right? mean with the dinner or lunch you owe me? Yeah. Last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're getting close to yeah, going to that. Yeah, but be fair to me. I have invited you and you haven't been able to go. So a couple well, of times. Well, well, when you can go, you let me know. Oh, we'll so go. it's got to come back to me. Well, when you and Patsy can come. Okay. Yeah. Right, done. You know. And, uh, yeah, Robbie Gray managed. And we spoke with Bryn Teekle at the start. He's out too. So, um, and Marsha wins. So Port Adelaide, interesting game. Robbie Gray. Wow, maybe the showdown may be his last game. Hope not, but it may be. Have a great weekend, Malcolm. We'll do it again Monday uh, between 6 and 7. Bye for now. Bye, David. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.